it was sold as a self-help company, one that promised a path to happiness. But behind the operation was a secretive society, one where women were forced into sex with its leader and referred to as slaves. We are talking about Nexium, an organization that's been labeled one of the most terrifying cults in history. Hi everyone and welcome to Sinister Societies, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm Saruti Bala. And I am still Hannah Maguire, apparently, or so they tell me. Every week, we are going to cover your favourite cults, faith followers, and secret societies. We'll look at how some of the biggest secret societies and cults in history have made their fortunes. And how they've also managed to run in plain sight. Today, we're looking at the secretive world of Nexium. As many of you will know, if you've only ever seen it written down, it's spelled N-X-I-V-M. And how its volleyball-loving founder, Keith Raniere, managed to run a so-called sex cult disguised as a self-help company. And we'll look at why some well-known celebrities were attracted to the group. Um, Have you ever um, watched Smallville? No, I have not. I knew you wouldn't have done. It's not my exact vibe. (laughs) I mean, I I mean, white people running around being superheroes in middle America is not your vibe. (laughs) I'm not totally against you know, a good superhero film. I've seen Guardians of the Galaxies. Galaxy, whatever. Have you? You sure? Guardians of the Galaxies. I've just got children screaming. They shouldn't be listening to this, probably. (laughs) And I enjoyed all of the Christopher Nolan Batman films. Yeah, those are all quite far away from what Smallville is. Smallville is, is. okay. What is Smallville? So it's, I mean, it's a series for a start. Oh, okay, good. Uh, It's not a movie. And it's basically like, Teenage Superman. Oh, I see. <laughs> I see. I actually think I have seen adverts for this. Um, yeah, and it's yeah. like a a very like um, clean-faced, flicky-haired young man who plays Superman. Yeah, who's probably about 32. Yeah. But like, they're like, no, he's 14, I promise. <laughs> so it's like the OC with like a superhuman alien. Totally. Got it. The reason we bring up Smallville is because Alison Mack, who is in Smallville, and she's not the love interest. No. She's like another one oh. that's like around. So she is she like... So this is why I say she's not that famous. Because she's not even the love interest. She's not even the main part, no. Is, there is a love interest though, I presume. Yes. And because obviously it's Lois Lane is the one in the comic uh, books. But it's, she's not called Lois Lane. She's called something else. But very like similar to Lois Lane. Okay. So Alison Mack isn't Lois no, Lane. No. Okay, got it, got it. <laughs> She's anyway. not even the pretend Lois Lane. Okay, got it. Uh, but she was in Nexium. <laughs> <laughs> so I love this. So Alison Mack, IMDb credits, not Lois no. Lane in Smallville, Nexium. <laughs> Comma Nexium. Yes, yes. Bullet point Nexium. Got it. Yes, and she was very high up. She was actually Rhaenyra's number two in something called DOS, which we're going to explain later on. And the quote that you gave us earlier about Nexium being labelled as one of the most terrifying cults in history, it's pretty bad news bears. Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush, which we've done enough of in this ad too, so let's get right to it. The new moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. 
money maker. Play the game and you could win money up to $2 million. With more than 88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. Saruti Bala, light of my life, <laughs> reason I drink. Uh, what, <laughs> if I say the word vanguard to you, what, what comes into your little brain hole? Vanguard is where I pension. It is where you pension. It's where I pension. We get letters from the accountants being like, what does this mean? And I'm like, you're an accountant. You should know what Vanguard is. Jesus. It's it's like they offer the best rates in the UK right now. How do you, accountant Carla, I'm going to say her name, (laughs) not know what Vanguard is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Vanguard, it turns out, meant something else to Keith Raniere, uh, the co-founder of Nexium, because he required people presumably in his, in Nexium, not just like his neighbor, to call him Vanguard, as in one word, just Vanguard. I'm getting very like Anders Breivik vibes from this guy. Yeah, I can see, not that he looks like Anders Breivik, but no, like, he doesn't. looks like they could be mates. Looks like they could be part of the same They would group. have, yeah, they would have hung out in the same internet forum, mm. probably aligned on some views. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he would have been Vanguard 08 something anyway he wanted people to call him vanguard it's very very tragic Mm -hmm. and it's not made up and he's an adult man yeah if you're wondering where he got this name from it is not from my pension company um because mr keith ranieri aka vanguard got the name from a 1980s video game called vanguard and in the game you gain power by destroying your enemies which you know i mean that's every game isn't it i was gonna say that pretty much every game but it's because I don't know anything else about the game, really. I don't know anything about any games ever, apart from, obviously, Encarta and Age of Empires. That's it. Yeah. Um, Hocus Pocus, for me, the uh, classic PC game, which if you haven't played, <laughs> you are missing out. Uh, and obviously, uh, Planetary Taxi. Planetary Taxi is Saruti's favourite game of all time. It is an excellent would game. Would you like to tell the children? I would like to tell you all, if you've not played Planetary Taxi, there is a version out there for nostalgia losers like me, and you can download it and play it. <laughs> right now on your laptop um i will give a very brief description of what it is because i'm making myself sound more and more unhinged with every word i say but essentially in it you play an a space taxi driver people get into your taxi and then they say things to you like oh i've got this pig and i never win the fattest pig at the pig fair game contest at the state fair every year so please can you take me to the planet where my pig would weigh the most so then you have to work out which of the planets in our solar system has the greatest gravitational pull and which one is it i don't know i can't oh, see i can't waste remember. of time I wasted talent right. it's amazing you've turned out as normal as you have honestly. it really is i just hide it very very well under the thin veneer of normality lies unnecessary information about planetary taxi <laughs> don't even have i don't even have. <laughs> don't even know. but that's what i'm saying is i remember all the unnecessary bits <laughs> oh i see i see i see sorry right not not the actual point of the educational game no but anyway i don't know how fun vanguard was or wasn't but i have certainly never made anybody call me planetary taxi unlike keith well, ranieri now that's all i'm gonna call you for the rest of your life <laughs> Also, a good little factette is that Nexium is also a heartburn medication. Oh, is it? Apparently so. You really want to, if you're going to start some sort of business, MLM, sinister society, just Google it first to check there's not something else called the same exact thing. 
Before we get too far deep into the Nexium universe, let's get to know Keith Raniere, its founder and ringleader, a little bit better. And we're going to kick off with a visual in this audio format. Uh, if you've never seen a photo of Raniere, um, the New York Times described him as, quote, a squat man with a dweebish presentation. Do you know what? It's not often that I, you know, would outwardly disagree with the New York Times, but I... Dweebish presentation, sure. I wouldn't have thought squat man when I saw... Really? No, it wouldn't be the word that jumps to mind. And I, you know, I just... I I don't really want to comment too much on somebody's appearance, but what I would say about Keith Raniere is he has a very punchable face. Just... I can see you, Hannah, Googling him. Take a look. I'm Googling, I'm Googling. Take a look at his face. Tell me you don't just want to punch it. Oh, yeah, actually. Mm. Yes, but you're right. I wouldn't have said squat. No. Maybe small. Hmm. Maybe scruffy. Maybe. He kind of looks like he's going for the tech. He's going for tech Jesus as well. Tech Jesus. That's exactly it. Tech (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) But I suspect he's not smart enough to be a tech Jesus, so he just became a cult leader. You say that. But he does have quite a long list of accomplishments oh, that does he claims. He? Yes. Tell me, tell me all about uh, it. He had an interesting and very busy time as a Ute, um, and he <laughs> claims that uh, he spoke in full sentences when he was just one year old. <laughs> Do you know what my brother's first sentence was? No. So my brother, still quite quiet, uh, didn't speak for ages. Mm. But when he did, it was this full sentence. Call me Vanguard. Call me Vanguard. <laughs> no, it, it was Hannah, come quick, bring a cloth, Rory's done a poo in the garden. <laughs> And he had, and I had to clean it up. <laughs> I love that his first sentence was him speaking about himself in the third I know, person. I think it's very impressive. That is impressive. Uh, the poo, less so. But okay, so sentences when he's just a year old. He then says he taught himself high school maths in 19 hours when he was just 12. Okay, fine. Sure. By age 13, he taught himself college maths and uh, several computer languages. Mm. Pretty cool guy. And on top of all of this, he also claims that he was a concert-level pianist by the time he was 13. Oh, well, I mean, if all of that is true, then that is highly impressive because at the age of 13, I was just an acne-riddled weirdo playing Planetary Taxi. (laughs) At 13, you play Planetary Taxi? (laughs) Probably. Probably on your dino blog. Saruti also started a dinosaur (laughs) blog, which is still out there. We're trying to find it. Um... He also, on top of his piano situation, mm. claimed to be a master of judo and the inventor of golf and the hamburger. No kidding, that's Kim Jong-un. <laughs> but he did uh, claim that he was one of the smartest people in the entire world. Well, his CV slash IMDB bullet points are a lot more impressive than Alison Max. So I can understand why she was happy to be his number two, <laughs> uh, in all honesty. So with all of these skills, you might be thinking that Ranieri could pretty much have chosen any career he wanted. But in 1998, Vanguard started the multi-level marketing self-help company, Nexium. And if you don't know what a multi-level marketing company is, I want to say it's kind of like a pyramid scheme, but no, it's exactly like a pyramid yeah, scheme. But they really don't like it when you call them pyramid no, schemes. They're a very shape-averse yeah, pyramid like, scheme. It's an elliptic. <laughs> You can clearly see it's a pie chart. Um, They do not like being called pyramid schemes, but that is exactly what they are. Yeah, yeah, functions in exactly the same way. Mm -hmm. So before Nexium, Ranieri had worked at other MLM companies. So, you know, he's got got the training, he knows what's up. And one of these was actually investigated for fraud, as they all well should be. 
Ranieri co-founded Nexium with Nancy Salzman, who was the president of the company. Salzman had a background in neurolinguistic programming, which includes hypnosis techniques. Well, 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 well. Did you bring the cult wind chime? I did. Great. <laughs> so, just like Ranieri, Salzman also had uh, a unique title within the organization. Members had to call her Prefect. Okay, let's stop a little second. This feels like Homer Simpson being like, when he's starting his business, whatever it's mm-hmm. called, and he's like, I'm going to be the junior vice president. If you, Nancy Salzman, are the president of this company, mm-hmm. why are you calling yourself prefect? You could think of a much Yeah, you could be the head girl. Exactly. You could be anything. You could have called yourself anything, and you called yourself prefect. Yeah, holy inferiority complex, Batman. <laughs> it's just so <laughs> shit. She could have called herself Queen of Queen of Nexium. Yes, she could she could have done many things. Mm. Um something she did do that she definitely should not have done was uh she introduced her daughter, Lauren Solzman, yeah. into the company. Bad news bears. Bad news bears, Prefect and Vanguard uh skip off hat- happily into the sunset into a uh, a pit of cult wind chimes. Mm-hmm. And they just clatter around. Exactly. So as we said, Nexium was a multi-level marketing company. And it was based near Albany in New York State, with chapters in both Canada and Mexico. So Ranieri and Salzman sought out wealthy people, as many of these organizations do. And they sought these people out to take Nexium courses. And they encouraged them to recruit new members. This would help senior members advance within the organization and earn, quote, commissions. And they could use these commissions to pay for future courses. How handy! How handy is that? So basically, they were offering up free labor. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, do these courses because that's the self-help. It's really expensive. Do you want free courses? Just get more people to join. Simple. It's definitely not a pyramid. (laughs) It's an ellipsis. (laughs) And according to reports, Keith Ranieri, quote, borrowed quite heavily from the teachings of Scientology. And he's even been compared to its leader, L. Ron Hubbard. Yo, it's it's just copy and paste Scientology. It really is. None of these people are very original. They're all very like copy and paste. You're right. Mm-hmm. Copy and paste cult leader. Yes. Slash. Sorry, MLM. <coughs> now, this is a cult. We can call it a cult. This is well culty. <laughs> One of Nexia's most popular courses was called the Executive Success Program, or for short, ESP. Ranieri and Saldman claimed that through the ESP courses, you could help cure people with Tourette's and also help people overcome anxiety and phobias, which so Scientology, Scientology's whole vibe is that we don't need psychotherapy. And these sessions that could apparently, allegedly, uh, <laughs> cure Tourette's cost you about $7,000. Wow. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a bargain. Yep. And this ESP system, the Executive Success Program, had a 12-point mission statement. And one of the statements on this list reads, this is a quote, there are no ultimate victims, therefore I will not choose to be a victim. Again, very Scientology. It is very Scientology. And it's also just very, like, kind of right-wing self-help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pull yourself up. 
by the bootstraps. Yeah, there's no social construction standing in your way. There's no such thing as a victim. Everyone's equal. What are you talking about? You've got aggressive Tourette's. Shush. Just give me $7,000 and then you won't be a victim anymore. Have you tried not having Tourette's? Yes. Have you tried not being cripplingly anxious? Have you tried just not being sad anymore and getting out of bed? You've got an intense phobia because of something horrible that happened to you. Have you just thought about not doing that? Because that sounds like it's ruining your life. Mate, we should just start running ESP courses. Uh, Well. Cult. Anyway. (laughs) Before taking an ESP class, students were asked to sign, you guessed it, non-disclosure agreements on the materials that they would cover in the sessions. I mean, you don't want people stealing all your course material and running off and starting their own, like, I don't know, cult YouTube channel. No. Where they just give it all away. Nexium's ESP courses attracted some famous names, including Sheila Johnson, who co-founded the television network BET, Dynasty star Catherine Oxenberg, who played Amanda Carrington in the 80s show Dynasty. She also introduced her daughter India to Nexium. There was also Claire and Sarah Bronfman, who were heirs to a billion-dollar Canadian alcohol company, and uh, we'll get back to them later on, so stick a pin in them for now. And of course, Alison Mack and Kristen Kruk, who were probably the best known for their roles in the television show which Saruti has never seen, Smallville. And although Kristen Kruk introduced Mack to Nexium in 2006, Kruk left the organisation in 2013. Alison Mack says that she joined Nexium to, quote, find purpose. At the time, she was apparently disappointed in the direction that her acting career was going in. I mean, it is a very natural progression. I'm unhappy with the direction my acting career is going in. I'll join a cult. Or become a witch. Or become a witch. Or both. Or both. And I say that as a joke, but I actually do. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a really... (laughs) The thing is... This is so typical. I have a theory about actors. Oh, tell me. I I can say it because I used to be one and I spent... um, much of my time around actors. I think there has to be something missing for you to be that good at impersonating people who are not you. Mm-hmm. I think that you have to be able to swap something out that uh, happy people don't have. Mm. I mean, I suspect also just like the the way in which Alison Mack is sort of thinking about it. Obviously, if any of us are not particularly happy with the way our careers are going, we could be victim to some form of cult mm-hmm. abuse. Like that is generic. Or that is sort of like widespread, I'm sure. But it is the thing with with this. It's like a, almost like a desperate need for importance or um, yeah. attention. And she's not getting it in her job because she's not Lois Lane. Yeah. And so she's like, I'm going to join this cult. Mm-hmm. Also, like, I can't really comment on the fact of like never having really spent any time with actors. But what I would say is on Hinge, if that job says actor, or if you even have a headshot that makes me think you might be an actor you're getting left swipe. Yeah, yeah. Run for the hills because they will never love you as much as they love themselves. So cult expert Rick Allen Ross, who we've mentioned before on this podcast, actually told the Hollywood reporter of Mac, quote, she was the Tom Cruise of Nexium, which really is quite a slap in the face if I were Keith Raniere, because I'd be like, Scientology, I've got actual Tom Cruise, who as weird and like off-putting as he is, is an A-list celebrity. Yes. Your Tom Cruise is Alison Mack, who's not Lois Lane. <coughs> if you were going to start a cult, Hannah, sorry. Who uh, would I recruit? Who would be your, like, prize pig celebrity? Ooh. Leah Remini, because, firstly, Ooh. I love her. 
And secondly, she's already left Scientology. So if I can convince her, mm. then that that's the golden goose. That, I, think. I can't think of a better answer. That's a very good one. Thank you. So let's get back to not Lois Lane, Alison Mack. Uh, and she and Keith Raniere met for the first time in 2006 at one of Nexium's weekly volleyball games. Oh my God. Volleyball hurts, man. Have you ever played volleyball? No. You're not actually small, I suppose. No. It hurts. Yeah, it looks like it hurts. Fucking hurts. Real bad. But apparently they had a good time and they got on very well. They hit off immediately. So much so that in 2011, after Smallville did us all a favor and ended, Mac moved to the Albany area of New York to be closer to the other Nexium members who lived in close proximity to one another. And also so she could be closer to Ranieri himself. That's how you know the career isn't popping. Back to the Bronfman sisters that we mentioned a moment ago. They're, of course, called Claire and Sarah. They were reported being involved in, um, and I love this bit of the story, with getting the Dalai Lama to give a talk to a few thousand Nexium members in 2009. Well, he's anyone's. I mean, apparently, especially if you pay him uh, $1 million, as was alleged, because it has been reported that this is what the sisters paid to get him to do the visit and the talk. It's not very Dalai Lama of him, really, is it? Well, and that might be why the Dalai Lama's trust has denied receiving the money for the visit. Aha. Uh-huh. So, jury's out. We don't know. But I suspect... Probs? Anyway. During her time with Nexium, Claire Bronfman gave the company... And Hannah, you are going to have a fucking heart attack when you hear this. She apparently gave the company close to $120 million of her own money. Keith Ranieri, Vanguard, how? $120 million. Never put your own money in. Rule number one. Oh my God. Especially when it comes to cults. Yeah. My God. $120 million. That is, I mean, at least I don't know. She was clearly very sincere then in her crazy beliefs. (laughs) I mean, sure. And if you can afford to give away 120 million, it's probably just toilet roll to her. It blows my mind. And in 2021, the New York Times reported that close to 20,000 people had apparently enrolled in Nexium's workshops. And one workshop module that Nexium ran was called, and I'm not making this up, Why We Are Not a Cult. Was there a worksheet that came to the attendees of this workshop that just said, why We Are Not A Cult, the title, mm-hmm. underneath. One bullet point. Because I say so. Yeah. Bit of a hyphen vanguard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you really do have to wonder how these people got so far into this that they're so blinkered and so blind to what's going on. Um, I mean, we've talked about the psychology of how people end up in cults, but it's still never ceases to amaze me. No, me either. But, you know, there are loads of people who thought Brexit was a good idea, so... I mean, there's also that. Coming up, how Keith Raniere used his power to blackmail women and turn them into, quote, sex slips. Let's get into how one of the several subgroups within Nexium, once billed as a women's empowerment group, turned into what's now become known as Keith Raniere's so-called sex cult. A group that Smallville actor, not Lois Lane, Alison Mack, recruited women into. 
According to the Hollywood Reporter, the bastion of journalism there is, Ranieri, quote, maintained a harem of more than a dozen women. And just a reminder, as we said earlier on, he has been described as a squat man with a dweebish look, which uh, may be why he needed uh, women to recruit other women instead of getting him to do it. Um, I mean... Yeah, this is the thing. Obviously, Tech dude Jesus wasn't wasn't bringing in the babes. I mean, yes, because like we've definitely seen this with other cults, like uh, with the flirty fishing with the children of God, mm-hmm. like get a bunch of attractive women or people, get them to go out and bring more people in. But then also, like these women who become his sex cults, they do eventually see him and get on board with it. So do you have to wonder, these cult leaders definitely put it about and not many of them are particularly attractive. It's like the old adage, ultimate power brings all the women to the yard sexy ladies to the yard to your yard (laughs) to your cult yard (laughs) to wherever you want them (laughs) so Keith Raniere called this subgroup of Nexium DOS which stands for and I'm I'm going to do my very best Latin well someone studied Latin at school so I can help you oh help me somebody I studied it until year eight and then I got booted off because I didn't like it I went to watch Hercules and classics instead that's a much better idea uh, it's Dominus Obsequious Sororium. Dominus Obsequious Sororium. There we go. There you go. Nailed it. Nailed it. And that apparently roughly translates, because I never did do Latin, uh, but apparently it roughly translates to master over slave women. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I know. Where did he get that? Did you just stick it in a fucking like Google Translator? <laughs> this is the thing about Latin. Though. Like, it's for doctors, lawyers, and wankers only. Mm-hmm. Exclusively. The, exclusively. Like the the argument that you're told when they force you to do Latin at posh school in this country is that if you want to go on to study law or medicine, it's useful because you understand the root of the mm-hmm. word. So it helps you to remember. Mm-hmm. But I think studying an entire language is quite a long way around of remembering words. Yes, I feel like it's not necessary. So anyway, he's got his fucking Latin quote, meaning master over slave women, And it's said that uh, there were several women when this group was formed who wanted to make a lifetime vow of obedience to Ranieri. So Alison Mack, uh, a.k.a. not fucking Lois Lane, was, as we said, Keith Ranieri's number two at DOS. And she used her celebrity status, the, the small part of it that she had, to recruit other women, many of whom she groomed for Ranieri. And this, I know I've said this already, it's my favourite part, but this is one of my other favourite parts. She even tried to recruit Emma Watson. Yes, Hermione Granger. Very, very smart woman. They're they're like, let's get her. Yeah, yeah. And you know that Keith Raniere's just like got a list of Mm -hmm. like celebrity women. He's like, I fancy her, go get her for me. And that's why he wants Emma Watson. Alison Mack tweeted at Emma Watson and said the following, quote, At Emma Watson, I participate in a unique human development and women's movement. I'd love to tell you about it. Watson didn't respond. She was like, who are you? Like, I've literally never seen you before in my life. Alison Mack, not not Lois Lane. Lane. If you get Terry Atcher on the phone, then maybe... Then maybe we can talk. (laughs) (laughs) To be admitted into DOS, Alison Mack told members that they had to hand over naked photographs of themselves or something else compromising. Uh, so if a member spoke out about the group, their collateral would be made public to humiliate them. And I think with stuff like this, it's so easy to be like, well, only an idiot would hand over a naked photograph of themselves. But 
that in order to have got to that stage, there's been some like real psychological abuse going on. Nobody just hands over a naked picture of themselves for the shits of it. Like these people are already have been taken advantage of in a great way, I think. Absolutely. And I, I presume also when Alison Mack, not Lois Lane, is telling these women, you need to hand over something. I, I presume she's not using the phrase compromising. <laughs> you need to hand over some compromising material of yourself. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe. <laughs> I love that she, we really need, she's just got a sack that just says <laughs> compromising material on it. And she just like passes it around. <laughs> Uh, and the irony here is that Radiri and Mac sold DOS as a women's mentorship program, which is so insulting. But actually, in reality, it was a group that used tactics of mental and physical abuse. Although, we should mention that not all women in DOS were being groomed for Raniere. Um, just, just most. Mm, yeah, he handpicked his favourites. Mm, yes, I can, I can imagine that. Because you're not just going to be like, no, you can't, you can't. They want me in the room. But I presume he went around, mm-hmm. probably looked at these naked pictures that these women handed I over mean, yeah, themselves, quite probably. and then picked his favourite like he was looking through some sort of horrible, disgusting catalogue of abuse. I hate it. So for the women who decided to take the vow of obedience to Ranieri, they had to go through an initiation ceremony, which included being branded with a cauterizing device. I mean, my God, this man is out of control. Yeah. And if you don't know what a cauterizing device is, um, well, essentially it looks like a chunky pen, but one where the tip can reach extremely, extremely hot temperatures. It's like a soldering iron. Mm. Not that if you don't know what a cauterizing device is, why would you know what a soldering iron is? But it's like that. And basically it will burn the skin. The idea for branding came about after Ranieri and Mac talked about what an initiation ceremony for DOS should look like. Ranieri wanted it to be, and this is a quote, almost like a sacrifice. And possibly you're all listening and wondering what it is that these women were branded with. Mm -hmm. You'll be unsurprised to hear that it was, of course, K.R. Keith Ranieri's initials. Not great. I hate him so much. Yeah, not loving that. It's like not even worth talking about what a narcissistic crazy person he is yeah because yeah. like we don't so, well, need it's to. pretty obvious yeah. i think anyone who dresses themselves as tech jesus it's uh, pretty obnoxious and according to reports if women didn't eat well and exercise it drained ranieri of his own health poor guy former dos member sarah edmondson told the new york times in 2017 that she was forced to say quote master please brand me it would be an honor And she also said that women had to limit their calorie intake to about 900 calories a day to maintain a weight of under 100 pounds, which for our non-North American listeners is about seven stone or 45 kilos. I don't think I was born 45 kilos. This also is like not a child. Yeah. And that's also just like not taking into account at all what the woman's height is. Mm -hmm, Anything mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You have to be 100 pounds slash seven stone. Fucking otherwise I'll get sick. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. And Edmondson also said that members of DOS had to request permission to eat and sleep, which, again, cult, cult wind chime. And they also had to take part in, quote, readiness drills that their master would put out at all hours. The master could be a woman that ranked above them in the group. So it's not always Keith Ranieri. This is the thing that's important to remember. It's not always Keith Ranieri because he can't be there all the time. So he outsources it to the other women. That's why you've got the pyramid shape. 
And if these women were disobedient, punishments included standing barefoot in the snow, being lashed with a belt while being forced to take a cold shower. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, thanks. You're not going to be making your best decisions with those things that happen no. to you. Hungry, sleep deprived, cold, beaten. Yeah. Not going to be at my best. But then, you know, he doesn't want you at your best. He wants you at your skinniest and most subservient. Yeah, he wants you at an all-time low. Mm-hmm. So after Sarah Edmondson's interview with the New York Times about DOS, authorities started to look into Nexium. Up next, how that New York Times article helped bring down Nexium, and also sent Keith Raniere fleeing to Mexico. As we mentioned just mere moments ago, when Ranieri realised that he was being investigated, he moved to Mexico. Alison Mack, not Lois Lane, and several other dedicated women followers soon rejoined Ranieri at his house there, reportedly because they wanted to have a recommitment ceremony. And here we have the biggest cult wind chime of the episode, relocation. Yes. yes. Relocation, communal living, mm-hmm. bad news bears. Mm-hmm. Truly. So when authorities tracked down Rhaenyra at the ranch, they found him hiding in a closet. Like the big leader man, vanguard that he is. Like the alpha male Mm. that he truly is. Like tech Jesus himself, (laughs) hiding in the closet. And this bit, I hate this so much. It doesn't even seem real, and I hate that it is. When the police drove off with Keith Rhaenyra, the women chased after the car. So let's get into the takedown. Alison Mack, not Lois Lane, was arrested in 2018 for her role in Nexium. And in 2019, she was sentenced to three years in prison. Mack admitted to blackmailing women into DOS. She said that she told women they could suffer serious harm if they did not join. She even went as far as telling a member of DOS that having sex with Ranieri would help her, quote, get rid of all of her sexual abuse trauma. Which is honestly one of the most, like, despicable things Mm -hmm. we've talked about on this show. Mac was charged with sex trafficking, conspiracy to commit sex trafficking, and forced labor. She actually wrote a letter as part of her sentencing in which she said, quote, I'm sorry to those of you I brought into Nexium. I'm sorry I ever exposed you to the nefarious and emotionally abusive schemes of a twisted man. And I feel like um, even the fact that I read that with sincerity makes me annoyed because shut up, Alison Mack. It's too late. It's too late. And also, that was so insincere. It's like so disingenuous. Yeah. (sighs) No wonder you're not Lois Lane. She's not a very good scripter or actor by the sounds (laughs) of her. Claire Bronfman was sentenced to 81 months in prison for her involvement in Nexium. She wrote a letter to the judge in which she said, quote, Many people, including most of my own family, believe that I should disavow Keith and Nexium. And that I have not is hard for them to understand or accept. I'm not fucking surprised, babes. However, for me, Nexium and Keith greatly changed my life for the better. How much better could your life have got, Claire? You're a multimillionaire. I mean, how much better could he have made it for $120 million? Mm. If I gave someone $120 million 
to improve my life. You'd be Tony Robbins. Yeah. <laughs> Make me Tony Robbins. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that person could... I don't even have the imagination no. to guess, to think of something that person could do. No, me either. Um, and who could forget Nancy Salzman, the prefect? Uh, she pleaded guilty to a racketeering conspiracy charge and was sentenced to three and a half years in prison. For years, Salzman had been collecting data on Nexium members that she thought might be moles. Salzman's daughter, Lauren, was also given five years probation. She admitted to harbouring an undocumented Mexican immigrant in a locked room for two years. Salzman also threatened to send her back to Mexico for breaking DOS rules. They really are just hitting the full bingo card mm -hmm. of dickhead, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, absolutely. And in 2020, Keith Ranieri was sentenced to 120 years in prison. He was convicted of sex trafficking, forced labour, racketeering, among other crimes. But although found guilty of these crimes, Ranieri still has his defenders. Many have written letters of support to him. And while his trial was going on, supporters even performed weird dance routines outside of the courthouse to show their love and support for him. Mm. All right, Manson family, fuck. I mean, honestly. And I, can I just remind everybody, this, this was in 2020. This was in 2020. Yeah. Like, I just don't want anybody to lose sight of the fact that this just happened. Mm -hmm. And actually, before we started recording, I won't say his name just in case he doesn't want me to, but one of our lovely um, producers over at uh, Spotify slash podcast was talking to us. He lives in LA and he was like, this weekend, he saw a car drive past him with a license plate next to him. Yeah, in LA too, which is just, it shouldn't be allowed. This weekend, what is happening? Uh, but... It definitely wasn't Keith Raniere driving that car because he is in prison. So Hannah, what have we learned in today's episode? I've learned that I remember more about Smallville than, I, than I thought I did. I've also remembered the baddie's name. His name is Lex Luthor. He's in a wheelchair. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. That's it. Um, and also we've learned that Tech Jesus vibes are a no. They are the worst of the vibes and you should stay away if from them. If he's got them. Tech... Jesus vibes, if he's got a headshot of himself, yeah. if he even suggests that he might be an actor, swipe left. Or even a hint of socks and sandals. Yeah. If he even looks like he's worn socks and sandals even once, cult leader, run away. Swipe left, immediately. And we've also learned, don't give people compromising material of yourself. Try your best not to do try, that. I mean, try your best. Yeah. Try your best. That's all we can ask of you, is to try <laughs> your best. <laughs> Unless you're Keith Raniere, in which case, stop trying your best. So, Just give up. That is it, guys. Thank you ever so much for listening. I am Hannah Maguire. And I'm Saruti Bala. And we'll be back next week with, if I do say so myself, another great episode. So make sure you follow Sinister Societies on Spotify to get a brand new episode every single week. You can listen to this and all other episodes of Sinister Societies for free, exclusively on Spotify. And if you like this show, then be sure to follow Parcast on Facebook and Instagram and at Parcast Network on Twitter. And if you like us... Well, thank you very much, firstly. And secondly, you can find our other show, which is called Red Handed. It's available absolutely everywhere. You can get your podcasts and you can follow our social medias at Red Handed the Pod. See you next time. Sinister Societies is executive produced by Max Cutler. 
and is a Spotify original from Parcast. It's produced by Kristen Acevedo and Gemma Waters. Sound design by Kristen Acevedo with associate sound design by Jamie Ryan. Production assistance by Ron Shapiro. Researched by Chelsea Wood and fact-checking by Cara McCurlin. And we're your hosts, Hannah Maguire and Saruti Bala. <laughs>